The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. It's Touchdown Turnover, back by Alco at 10 Federal Credit Union, a place where you belong, better rates and better service. ATFCU.com, Ben McKee, Jason Swain. All right, Ben. SEC hoops. There will be three. Three or more coaching changes at the end of the college basketball season. Three or more coaching changes. Touchdown turnover in the SEC. Three or more. Three or more, my friend. Three or more. I'll say touchdown. I think Conzo, I don't know if they'll fire him, but I, I think there will be a mutual parting of ways at minimum. I, I think Frank Martin is going to get fired, and I think Tom Crean is going to get fired. Tom Crean and Frank Martin is inevitable. Uh, th- those are guaranteed to, to not return. The, the only one that may possibly return is Conzo. But I, I don't. I don't think that he would. Fan, fans are just completely out on Conzo. If you see the responses to Missouri basketball tweets or Missouri beat writers, I mean they're they're just all completely out on Conzo. And and it's not fans being over the top, like how how Tennessee had some fans calling for Rick Barnes to, to be let go uh, earlier this season. Uh, so. And there's no butts in seats at Missouri. 7,253 were announced yesterday. And that arena fits 15,000. But there's a photo on, on Missouri Rivals account. Yo, they going all in on Conzo. They don't, they're over. You got, you got writers in here cussing, GDing in the article. Man, huh? they, yeah. Missouri lost 80 to 61 in Tennessee on Tuesday night. 19 points. They lost by 19 GD points. I don't think you can say GD in a column. It doesn't matter. Nobody's reading anyway. That's what the first paragraph says. Really? <laughs> really? That's whack. Really? That's a little too much. That that is a lot right there, but they uh, have a photo of the arena during the game, and I just want to make sure it's not like warm ups or something, you know, the hour before the game. But boy, it don't look good. It don't look good at all. I mean, if you're a Missouri fan, why would you show up last night? I was wondering the same thing. Like, why? What are you? Do you not have anything to do on a Tuesday night that you come to this game? This is this this is not good. This is not good for Conzo at all. I'm going touchdown too, man. I think I think Conzo is out of there. I think that um, Tom Crean is out of there. 
I think Frank Martin needs a a a a change. I like Frank Martin as a coach, but I mean the fact of the matter is they haven't been to the NCAA tournament since they went to the Final Four. How long ago was that? Was my kid even born then? When they went to the Final Four, I don't even know. What year was that? It's a long time ago. So I think there will be three. Three coaching changes at the end of the basketball season. I'm going touchdown. But Ben, you had a touchdown yesterday, man. You were spot on. That uh, Tennessee-Mizzou hit the over and Tennessee would cover. Uh, that's because I'm always spot on. You did that, man. Good job. You did that. Thanks. 2016-2017, South Carolina team went to the Final Four. My kids were very young. And haven't been to the NCAA tournament since. Mm-hmm. Not great, Bob. Not great. And I like Frank Martin. I, I really do. I, mean, I like Hans, though. Well, you know he's going to be – Frank Martin's going to be coaching for Tennessee next year. No, as an assistant? Yes. After Mike Schwartz gets a head coaching job, Frank Martin going to be sitting right next to Rick. No, Frank going to get a mid-major job. No, he's not. Mm-hmm. He's a good coach. South Carolina is a mid-major job. Touche. Touche. I'll be curious to see if what Frank wants to do. Maybe he does want a, a mid-major job. But, I mean, I, I think there's some attraction to to being a, a top assistant on an SEC bench over being the head guy with all the pressure at a mid-major. Yeah, but how much pressure he going to have at a mid-major? Like, look at Anthony Grant, who was fired at Alabama, and he's a man of Dayton. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, I think – I think mid major route would be would be be perfect for him. I, I mean, Tubby Smith did the same thing. I and it did not work out well for Tubby. Well, I'm not I'm not talking about Memphis. I'm talking about uh and that he just stepped down. Exactly, from high point. He stepped down from high point, but like that's that's because I think it was what, health concerns? Because he's old and wasn't doing a good job. Frank Martin ain't old is is Tubby Smith now. No. Hey, man, you can mess with Tubby Smith. That's my guy. I love Tubby Smith. He he wasn't good at Memphis or High Point. That's the only thing I said, and those are facts, my guy. I mean, you're right. You're right. Look at that. I just want to see Frank Martin on Tennessee's bench next year. (laughs) Well, could you imagine being a point guard and Frank Martin and Rick Barnes yelling at you? Could you imagine Frank Martin talking to the players the way he talks to South Carolina players and then Rick going, ooh, Frank, hold on. (laughs) Oh, hold on, Frank. We don't, we don't do all that here. That's Remember, I N A M. It's not about me, Frank. That's not the culture we have in Tennessee now. We can't be MFing everybody all the time. There's, there's a time and a place, but we can't do it every wanted, single time. Yeah, if I wanted that, I would have hired Samuel L. Jackson <laughs> to be the assistant coach. Not you, Frank. Come on now. Can't be doing that. Nobody loves one another more in college basketball than. Frank Martin and Rick Barnes. Maybe Cal and Rick, but. No, Frank, well, I don't know. That is tough. Because Frank, you know, after the game here against South Carolina, he got on the mic and was telling Tennessee fans, yeah, you got a good one here. Like, And those fans who sit there and listen to the, the post game, like, they know that. Like, they know that. That's why they're there. But I don't know if Cal's doing something like that. But there was some spooning going on between Kyle and, and Rick Barnes before 
before the Tennessee Kentucky game. I saw it. Like, come on, y'all, y'all get a room, man. What we trying to play? This crowd, too much. this crowd is hyped up. <laughs> We're ready to get this hate out. Y'all over there loving on each other. But yeah, Rick and Coach Kyle, man, got a lot of respect for each other. I don't know which which set of coaches are tighter. Anyways, it ain't happening. Frank Martin ain't coming here. Let's get to Turkey Man. Turkey Man, good morning. Good morning, guys. How are we doing? What is up, Turkey Man? Hey, I was going to ask uh, ask you guys about the picture that we got from Vanderbilt uh, transferred. Is he a right handy? Yes. Is he the one that lost his left eye? No, that is Hollis Fanning, a sophomore from Tullahoma. Yeah, what position he play? Pitcher. He started last night's game. Okay, well then I'm on track with your question. Okay, only only at disadvantage I see would be holding the runner on first from the stretch with your left eye out. Well, he has an eye. He he had. I, I don't know the specifics, uh, but he has a a new eye. I I guess you could say. Um, so, I I think he's like partially blind. Uh, I'll I'll have to check on that, or maybe somebody well, who's listening knows. I, well, a little article I've seen. Well, that's the way I understood it. That it was his left eye, right-handed. And and the reason I said that, if you'll just close your left eye and see what how far you can see, you know, toward first base, and you know, without turning your head, even turn, you just about got to turn and look at him. And we're right, you know, right-handed has a problem holding that runner in place. The left hand has a whole lot better, easier job of holding in place because looking straight at him. Uh, same way a runner, holding runner on the left-handed has a hard time holding runner at third base. But anyhow, I was, I was wondering about that. It's just kind of, kind of, I read that, and I said, hmm. Yeah, he is completely blind in his left eye, Turkey Man. Well, I thought so, and I was wondering how he works through with that. It'd be interesting to know, because if you, if you do what I suggested, you can see real quick that you'd have a hard time mm-hmm. seeing that runner yep. on first. And uh, so, anyhow, I'll let you go. Have a good That's interesting. He hasn't talked to the media yet, so. Uh, I'm sure if if he can find some success, he'll. Everybody will trying to write that story. You gonna write it? Yeah, if he if he talks to the media. I mean, that's a story only, right? For the 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 best baseball <laughs> analyst that we have on Rocky Top, man. Uh, that's that's perfect for you. I prefer the. Harold Reynolds Jr. Although I, Mm-mm. I've tried to explain this to you in the past. Like in the baseball community, Harold Reynolds is not really thought of highly. Well, he's the only brother that this name's easy to uh, pronounce. I mean, David Ortiz is now doing commentary. Alex Rodriguez, you could be A Rod Jr. Nah, nah, man. Curtis Granderson, you know who that is? Yeah, yeah, he played for the Yankees. That's right. Also played for the Tigers. Yeah, yeah. And then, I mean, his name is Curtis. Great name. He, he's he been dabbling in some commentary. 
All right, who's the who's the who's the best brother baseball analyst out there? Don't say David Ortiz. You're thinking about it. See? You're thinking about it. 865-255-03. That story is for you, Ben. Well, I I, I don't want to uh, be insensitive, but you got to do something first for the story to be written. Touche. So... It's it's, a, it's an awesome story. It's, it's really cool. He is completely blind in his left eye, um, as his UT bio says. He he's a Tennessean, and did did somewhat struggle last night. Tennessee's game against Tennessee Tech was suspended in the fifth inning because of rain. Suspended with two outs in the top of the fifth when all you needed was one more out to be an official game. <laughs> and the two teams are supposed to play against one another later this year at Smoky Stadium, so they'll probably pick the game back up in the fifth inning and then play another game after that. But uh, he he gave up a, a three-run homer in the first inning and then uh, struck out, I think, the first two guys in the second inning and allowed another runner on base, and Tony Vitello pulled him for, uh, for Ethan Smith, the Vandy transfer. So he struggled a little bit yesterday, but he's still young. He's a youngster, just a sophomore. First real action pitching. Uh, he only pitched four times last year, and then this was his first appearance this year. So he's still young. But he's he's a big old boy, that's for sure. Six seven. He got he got, he got that uh, Randy Johnson. Six seven two twenty. He's a big old boy. He got he got that Randy Johnson arm too. Uh, he does not have a Hall of Fame arm at the moment. No. Watch out, birds. You fly down here. <laughs> you better watch out. A baseball may be hitting you right in the face. Watch out, birds. Randy Johnson threw that stuff. I would not want to hit a pitch for Randy Johnson. No. I'm good. ATL VFL says, I used to like Joe Morgan. Joe Morgan was awesome. That That's who. You're not in the game anymore. Okay, but, I mean, Harold's not really in the game a ton anymore either. Not not as much as he used to be. I can't I can't be a Rod, man. Can't Why not? I can't do it. He he's on Sunday night baseball. I can't do it. Nope, can't can't do it. Cannot do it at all. Thanks for the phone call, Turkey Man. Vol fan said that's a Mike Wilson story. Dang, Vol fan. You don't think Ben can write a story like that? Vol fan's a hater. Just because Mike Wilson had that. Fired Zakai Ziegler story. You don't think Ben can can do a story like that? Like Wilson learned all his skills from Ben. Talking about. I just made that up. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> it's not. 865-255-03. Hour two is brought to you by Action 247, Tennessee's only legal sports book. Use the promo code Swain Event for a 100% match on your first deposit up to $800. That is Action247. Give them a follow on Twitter at TNAction247. We'll take a quick, and I mean quick, timeout, and uh, we will come back after these messages.
The conversation doesn't stop when the show is over. Follow the Swain event on Twitter and like the show on Facebook. Fellas, when it's time to freshen up that wardrobe, there's only one play to make, and that's to go see my friends at Mark Nelson Denim in downtown Knoxville. Find the latest in small batch denim in the heart of Knoxville. Denim isn't all they do, though. Mark Nelson also does custom suiting and blazers. Let your personal style shine with Mark Nelson. If you don't have time to go shopping for yourself, but still want that fresh look, then sign up for the MN Society. Let the experts handle the shopping and get $300 worth of merchandise for just $150 every other month. That's six times per year to keep you looking styling every day. Let Mark Nelson Denim help you be the best you. Because when you look good, you feel good. Go to MarkNelsonDenim.com. When you start your own business, you know that branding can make or break a new venture. That's why Swain Event relies on 42nd Street. 42nd Street is a strategy agency focused on finding creative, open-minded, results-driven solutions to brand design. After over a decade of operations in East Tennessee, the brand architects at 42nd Street have the experience and creative know-how to ensure the success of your business branding, logo, web presence, and more. To see a real-life example of their amazing work, you can check out our website at SwainEvent.com. Don't trust the branding of your business to just anyone. Check out my friends at 42nd Street online at 42ST.com or give them a call at 865-382-7007. 42nd Street, brand, strategy, design. More and more Tennessee businesses are switching to Iris Networks for reliable, local, high-quality, high-speed business fiber internet. Iris provides direct internet access from 10 megs to 10 gigs with no payments for 90 days. Iris also offers next-generation business phones with work-from-anywhere capability from the mobile or laptop app. With local sales, support, and service, Iris is a partner in the community. Learn more at irisnetworkusa.com or call 865-448-IRIS. Iris Networks, a Tennessee business connecting Tennessee businesses. Litter is a big problem in Tennessee, but together we can do big things. We can make our cities, our waterways, our roads cleaner and safer. The Tennessee Department of Transportation is committed to reducing litter in our communities, but we need your help to do it. There are over 100 million pieces of litter in our roads at any given time, and it costs TDOT about $19 million a year just to clean it up. The first step to keeping Tennessee beautiful is to rally behind these three simple words. Nobody trashes Tennessee. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. I know missing the show live is a bummer, but don't fret. You can catch up on the podcast posted daily on the app, online, and on iTunes. Awesome!
Jason Swain. Swain event fuel by Dead End Barbecue. That's a great day for some Dead End. Great day. I wonder if Ben going to try something different. I get something different every time I go. Outside your uh, your rotating three of the Bernie Mac, which is pimento mac and cheese, topped with barbecue burnt ends, drizzled with a buffalo wing sauce with a side of chow chow. That's one of your go-tos. Also, the Mac Attack which is pimento mac and cheese, or your choice of brisket, pork, or chicken, tossed in some dead-end barbecue sauce and put in between two buttery, crusty pieces of Texas toast, that sandwich, or some wings. That's your, that's your three, man. That's your three go-to choices. That in barbecue. And every now and then I'll get the meatloaf. I really like their meatloaf. Oh, yeah, the cheddar meatloaf. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, the cheddar meatloaf, man. They put the meatloaf in the in the uh, muffin pan. Smoke it so that way you get the edges. Nothing, be- none, nothing better than the edges of meatloaf. And the uh, meatloaf medallions you get there, the cheddar meatloaf medallions at that end. Really good. I think I was there, man, when you when you branched out and got it that day. I think I was there the first time you got it. It was I was it was it was a good moment, man. It was a proud moment. I was proud of it. I appreciate you. How how do you feel about the UCLA defensive end? Tennessee made this top four. Question mark. Uh I don't I don't really have a feeling, to be quite honest. There there hasn't been a ton of buzz and uh, that was kind of out of Nowhere, at least it was for me. Mitchell Agude is who are you? Is who you are referring to uh, on the text box? And uh, he did release his top four last night: Tennessee, Miami, Oregon, Washington. Transfer from UCLA. So, to be quite honest with you, I don't have a, a strong feeling one way or the other that there hasn't been a. a ton of buzz surrounding his name so kind of caught me off guard to be to be frank Tennessee needs help in that area yes they need a linebacker that is for sure can he run he he looks like a guy that can run 64245 he was uh, one of UCLA's most productive players last year so he's going to be an edge, edge rusher Finish. Linebacker, uh, or is he a defensive end? Because I mean, he he, he kind of thick to be a. So like, he's listed as a linebacker, also listed as a defensive end. Probably an edge rusher. Fourth on the team at, at UCLA with fifty four tackles last year. Had six and a half tackles for a loss, two sacks, four forced fumbles, three pass breakups. Uh, after he announced that he would not enter the NFL draft, he announced that he was going to enter the transfer portal. I, mean, I, th- I think about um, I think about Miami and like all the momentum that they're trying to correct right now with the new staff, and I can see him being like, "Oh, all that new," and I'm pretty sure that 
Mario Cristobal recruited him when he was at when he was head coach of Oregon. So I'm sure there's a relationship there. I don't know where the Tennessee tie is in. Maybe when you think about like some of our guys that we brought in from uh, USC, you know, Trey Johnson came up, came up from USC. Maybe there's some connection there. But you better ask somebody, Mitchell. Rodney Garner is the coach here. I like that, man. I like, I, I like that potential addition. But got to beat out three other schools to, to make it happen. And uh, I like our chances when it comes to NIL with this group, except against you know, Oregon. But I like our chances, man. I like our chances. There's no. certainly an opportunity. I mean, every transfer – in the portal should should give Tennessee a, a serious look, especially one on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, what defensive player 1,000% has a, a starting spot locked down? Byron Young? Byron Young. Jeremy Banks? J- uh, Jeremy Banks. I mean, those are the only two that I would say. And the only reason I even put Banks into that category is because Tennessee doesn't have a ton of linebackers. And even if they brought one in, I think that Aaron Beasley would get the boot. But I don't think that Tennessee would take two inside backers. Please take two. Yeah, but then you're taking a spot away from another position you need. Yeah, but you can move some dudes. If you play inside, you should be able to play outside. If you're versatile, we need we need linebackers. We need a DB. But my, my point in bringing up that Tennessee really only has two, at most, players who have locked down starting positions, That that is something that should be very attractive to defenders in the portal that Tennessee targets and, and goes after. Opportunity for playing time in the SEC. Would you say the opportunity is now here? Opportunity is now here. Let's go to the phones. 865-255-03, Iris Network's hotline. 90 days, no payment for business, fiber, internet, and voice. IrisNetworksUSA.com for more details. Who do we have there on the phone, Ben? Jay. Jay, my man, good morning. Swain, good morning, brother. What's up, Jay? Well, look, man, you mentioned the Oregon Ducks, dude. I, I need to know who's got the better mascot, the Oregon Ducks or the Oregon State Beavers? Uh, It's the Ducks. The Ducks, and it's not even close. It's not close. Not even close? It's not close. They're, they're, their uniform is better. No. We ain't and, talking about uniform, Ben. We're talking about mascot, man. Which one would you want to be? A, a duck. Do you think that's a good mascot name, just in general? It's the duck. I kind of like it. I mean, it's better than being a beaver. Yeah, be- beaver's pretty rough. Man. Well, and and also like when it's, when you when you ask this, I'm I'm envisioning the actual mascot and not the actual animal. Like if you were asking me what animal I would rather be. I I would I think that I'd rather be a beaver than a duck because I don't know B- 
Beavers are more intimidating, I guess. But when you look at the actual mascot of the school, I like the Oregon Ducks mascot is actually like pretty, pretty, pretty sweet, pretty swag. Yeah, D- Ducks should be intimidating, man. They can pull trucks, pretty strong. <laughs> I don't man, see a I Beaver pulling it. truck. Yeah, what what would that Oregon program be without that Nike money? Uh, Oregon State. <laughs> yeah, <I'm, laughs> the, the Beavers. Yeah, I mean they that that program. They are so fortunate that Phil Knight chose to go to Oregon back in the '40s, whenever he was, you know, and the guy's like 90 years old. But man, that they are fortunate to have that Nike money. But 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 even with that, like think about it. They have an unbelievable track facility. Oh All this God. technology. What have they won in football? I, it makes you wonder. It's like. Yo, Pete Carroll has been gone from USC for mm-hmm. a decade. Mm-hmm. What are y'all doing? Can't keep a coach. You got mm-hmm. field night money. And they just, like, they haven't played once in the college football playoff. Not once. And you got Nike behind you? It's just, it's just weird to me. Just weird. Well, to me. I, mean, I know they played the championship game. Um, actually, I did play in the college football playoff once. They played in two championship games. They played in 2010 against Auburn, and they played in 2014 or 15 against Ohio yeah, State. Yeah, the, the playoffs they played against. They played against uh, Ohio State, and then they played in the championship before the college football playoff against against Auburn, uh, the championship game. But still, like they ain't won anything big yet. And they have Phil Knight, the founder of Nike, behind him. Not in basketball, not in football. They haven't won a championship. It's just weird to me. Well, it is. And you would think that they would, I mean, look, that that guy may end up being something special up there. But I, I would be hesitant to hire a defensive coordinator under Kirby Smart. Because... I mean, how much – that's still Kirby's defense. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. I, I would just be hesitant. He may end up being pretty good, but, yeah, I just – I always wondered about that. What would they be without that Nike money, man? Cause, and, and they just don't seem – and this NIL era, you know, Oregon should be – I mean, they get – I mean, they get stuff that nobody gets. I mean, they get custom-made Jordans. I mean, it's insane the stuff that they should be able to recruit to. Oregon was pulling a lot of kids from from the south, man. I remember they went to Texas and got a lot of kids, but at the end of the day, it's Oregon. Like, yeah, it's Oregon. <laughs> it's a beautiful place. I'm sure it's beautiful, but it's still Oregon. Like, it's far. It's, it's far yeah. from where most of the talent is. Okay, but if if you don't have legitimate offers from Alabama or or Georgia and LSU, and and you're still a high level football player. You're going to go there, and you're going to get taken care of financially. You're, you're still going to be noticed because Oregon is still a big-time brand in college football, and, yeah, and they're going sure. to be on TV. And on top of that, what the kids love these days, swag. They got all of it. But, those, oh the, but them kids yeah. that were getting out of Texas are not going to Texas like they used to. Like the whole mm-hmm. the whole Willie Lyles uh, 707 coach that was connected to um, Chip Kelly and all that stuff. Stuff that came with that story and a bunch of kids from Texas. I mean, there was a pipeline from 
Texas to, to Oregon, and that pipeline is shut off now. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if, if if they were located a little closer to over here, to Mississippi River, um, then, I mean, um, you take that Nike money, and then you take the, the, the location, and then you might have something. But it's still like Oregon at the end of the day. It's like the other side of the country. Not everybody's trying to do that. Well, you can just go get a bag at uh, you can get a bag at Georgia. Oregon will always be a good football program. It'll never be a championship winning football program. But that's that's the point of Jay's call. Like this is not, this is Phil Knight backing Oregon. This is Nike, and the fact that it's just good and not a championship program is weird. Like every mm-hmm. time you turn on. Sports in college, you see that swoosh everywhere you go. And the owner, the founder, who backs Oregon, also backs Stanford because he got a degree from Stanford too, like those programs are not championship level. It's weird. Because if I was a founder of Nike and I was connected to Tennessee, yo, we, we outbidding everybody. Well, yeah, because you're also stuck in the middle of the South. But if Tennessee was located where Oregon is, would you be outbidding everybody? Yeah, because I have to. But think also think about, like, Maryland. The Under Armour guy is a Maryland grad. Nobody want to go to Maryland. It, but still, Maryland <laughs> is a lot closer to the action than Oregon. That's true. Anyways. Swain, would you have us in Jumpman logos if you was the Nike guy? All day. I tried to get us in that in, in 05, man, when Tennessee's contract with Adidas ran out, and then we renewed it. Ugh, it was terrible, man, because I remember having that conversation. Buzz Peterson uh, was was the head coach when we first got here. When I first got here, and you know the story about him being Michael Jordan's roommate there in North Carolina. It's like, oh, yeah, there was a little bit of buzz around the locker room about potentially going to Nike because – these was terrible at that time at the beginning um, of of my tenure there at Tennessee. And then they renew the contract because Adidas pays way more money and they take care of, you know, their football schools, which at the time was Tennessee, Wisconsin. It was a small Notre number. I think, was Notre Dame Adidas then too? I, I, I believe so, yeah. Yeah, my, Jeff Samarja and Brady Quinn were rocking the Adidas logo back in the day. Yeah, I think I think so. And but then like they transitioned to uh, Under Armour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like, like Tennessee used to be Adidas top priority, and um, mm-hmm. now you know A and M is Adidas top priority in college football. So like I, I remember those times. But I when we went Nike, I thought, all right, man, maybe there's a possibility to go to go to go jump, man. And um, I asked the new regime. I was like, "Yo, we, we gonna go jump, man? We gonna go jump, man?" And um, I was I was told that uh, all you can do is is try and see see what happens. Wayne, I was told by John Bryce that uh, Bush screwed that up. He wore Yeezys on a recruiting visit weekend and was taking a bunch of pictures, and it really pissed Nike off. Oh, that and happened. They, it just kind of screwed everything up. Yep, that happened. <laughs> God, what a doofus. <laughs> what a doofus. Golly. But, yeah, that, that'd, that'd be nice, man. I, I think those that orange uniform with the with the white Jumpman logo, that would look pretty sweet. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. 
you I'll, guys on? I'll be in paradise. That would, I am. I, I'm going to get off here. Uh, Swain, ben, before I get out of here, man, what, Miami, uh, they going to be the real deal, man? Are they? Is this, is this thing for real, the money they're investing and the staff they're getting? I mean, it seems like if they don't do it with this staff, it ain't. This, it just ain't going to work. It ain't going to happen, man. They went out and got a championship-level AD. They got one of the best coaches in the game. They have compiled a staff with former head coaches, Charlie Strong, Kevin Steele, and then you have an up-and-coming head coach in Josh Gaddis. You are in the hotbed of America as far as talent. Ooh, ooh, you better wake up, Florida State and Florida, because Miami is here. But if they don't win with this staff, they ain't winning. It ain't happening. They still got to play in that stadium that nobody cares about. Nobody cares about. You can't get people to the games. But you start winning, there'll be more people. I don't know how many people there will be. There'll be more. But that's a great staff. That is a championship-level staff right there. It really is. 865-255-03. Thanks for the phone call, Jay. Appreciate you, man. Hour two, power by Action 247, Tennessee's only legal sports book. Use the promo code Swain Event. 100% match on your first deposit up to $800. Ben McKee, Jason Swain, stay with us. For what is coming up on the Swain event? Out-of-town law firms have been swarming into East Tennessee lately. Firms from Memphis, Chattanooga, and Birmingham have stormed into the area. Wouldn't you rather do business with a local law firm? You know, a true neighbor. Marcos Garza and the pros at the Garza Law Firm are just that. They are our neighbors and friends that support local causes year-round. The Garza Law Firm works to serve you professionally on criminal matters, injuries and accident matters, and Social Security and disability filings. The Garza Law Firm is here for you at GarzaLaw.com. The Garza Law Firm, let us help. Top 100 barbecue restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for Pickup, or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. There is no better restaurant in town to enjoy the madness of March with. Cheer on the Vols and the Lady Vols with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss PRP, platelet-rich plasma. If you have orthopedic injuries such as shoulder pain, knee pain, Achilles tendonitis, or tennis elbow, you should give them a call. Good to be back, Jason. We specialize in non-surgical orthopedics, so we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints, including rotator cuff injuries, knee injuries, and elbow and foot problems by using ultrasound-guided injections with PRP. And this form of treatment helps stimulate the body's own reparative process and assist in the healing of damaged tissue. Doc, what makes your training different than others? I've been practicing in Knox Hill for over 26 years, and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. They've been the leader in this form of treatment since 1983. I also teach this form of treatment on a national and international basis to other physicians, residents, and medical students. Here in our clinic, I'm the one doing the procedure, 
and we're using your own PRP, which are concentrated platelets, to treat your injury. So in other words, Jason, it comes from you and it goes back to you. So you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved. Do what the pros, college athletes, and I have done and visit them online at trsportsmedicine.com. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, East Tennessee's leader in PRP therapy. If you're coming to Knoxville and need a place to stay, do yourself a favor and book a room at Hampton Inn Paper Mill, also known as the Hampton on the Hill. This award-winning property is literally in the top 5% of all Hampton Inn properties. The GM, Stephen Lawrence, is a good old local boy who grew up in the business around Knoxville. He and his staff are always available, always willing to help, and will go above and beyond for their guests. The newest Hampton Inn in Knoxville has clean, affordable rooms, flat screens, fridges, and microwaves in every room. Plus, breakfast is included in every rate. Not to mention, there's also a pool and fitness center on site. If it wasn't so close to amazing restaurants, bars, and shopping, you would never want to leave. At only six miles from campus, you're still right in where the big orange action is. Go to HamptonInn.com, search Knoxville, and book your room at the Hampton Inn Paper Mill, or call 865-693-5400. There are articles and news stories that you read about the things that people do. And when you're reading those and you start to shake your head, you start to scratch your head a little bit, you get confused. You don't understand why. You start to ask questions. But really, there's only one question that matters. What is that question you may ask? For what? Next time for for one here on the Swain event, Ben McKee, Jason Swain, hour two. Brought to you by Action 247. All right, Ben, what you got for for what today? I am giving Zion Williamson a for what? Because Zion is not being a good teammate. Zion is not being a good teammate. Uh, CJ McCollum, one of the best guards in the NBA. Mm-hmm told ESPN that since his interview over the weekend with the TNT crew, Zion has reached out and the two have spoken. Well, what did CJ McCollum say on TNT? That despite being traded to the Pelicans nearly two weeks ago and CJ McCollum being the president of the NBA Players Association, he had not spoken to Zion. I know about as much as you do right now, but I'm going to get to the bottom of it. That's what CJ McCollum uh, told the TNT broadcast crew. And uh, JJ Reddick called out Zion yesterday, and JJ Reddick was a teammate of Zion two years ago during Zion's rookie year. And JJ called him a detached teammate and, and said that that was even the case when he was playing. So, he experienced it, so he could call him a detached teammate because that, that's what he is. He was a teammate, yeah. He would know. Yep, and uh, that has continued. So, J.J. 
Reddick not uh not holding back when it comes to Zion Williamson, and this is not a good look for Zion Williamson. I I tell you what, this, this is spiraling out of control in New Orleans. Injury, little stories like this here and there. I mean, he, the and uh, even aside from Zion, the Pelicans aren't necessarily the best organization to set Zion up for success in the first place. It, it's just this this looks like a, a disaster written all over it at the moment. It looks like Zion is trying to get himself traded because he doesn't want to be in New Orleans. He wants to be in a bigger market. Remember, that was a conversation when he was first drafted about him being in New York and, you know, the opportunity to capitalize on the, the marketing dollars, opportunities there. And um, that was quickly addressed, and he was excited about being in New Orleans. And, man, that city... That city will love you harder than probably any other place if you are a baller. Look at Drew Brees. Look at Alvin Kamara. And um, the way he's handling things, I mean, he's hurting himself. He's injured. His weight has something to do with it. He's a detached teammate. Like This reflects poorly on him. This feels like he's trying to do what James Harden did to get out of Houston. Feels like what Anthony Davis did. I uh, maybe it is solely about a, a small market team, but I, I think it it has more to do with just being with the Pelicans than than a, a small market team because there are small market teams that proven that you can have success in uh, as a star. Giannis is a great example of that. He just won a, a championship in a small market, and his bag looks perfectly fine. Jaws on the verge of, of doing the same thing. So doing you win in a championship and proving that, that you don't have to go to a big market to 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 be successful. So I mean you, you can be successful in a small market. It's just most of these small market teams are trash. The Kings, the the Pelicans. There, there's a reason that these same teams continue to draft towards the top of the lottery. So I, I personally think it has more to do with the Pelicans themselves than, than you know, just simply a small market team. Maybe it is. That is what it is. Maybe he wants to get to New York and to a big market team like you mentioned. But the Pelicans have just been an awful organization for as long as they have existed. I mean, yeah. didn't Chris Paul demand out of a trade or demand out of there or did he just sign out of there? Uh, they, they traded him. They traded him. To the Lakers, and, the, and then the deal got vetoed. Yeah, it got it got shut down, and then they, he went to the Clippers. But was that because he like demanded a trade, or? Yeah, I'm not. I don't remember like what happened. I, I do. Either. I do know that when it was the it was the uh, New Orleans Hornets at the time, and uh, you know he took them to the playoffs, and, and they made a nice little run. But it was time for him to go, and um, it seems like stars that get drafted there. They don't sign the second contract. That's my point. They realize that they don't, they're not going to have a lot of help and they want out. But yep. like AD, and now Zion. Like Zion has to put in enough work to get to that point, though. The, the, like Chris yes. Paul and AD were there multiple years and put in work. And then it was understandable why they, they wanted to leave at their time. But like Zion is in his second season. And he's already doing this. Third. Whatever. He's still at the beginning of his career. He hasn't done anything. He hadn't, the, 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 the amount of total games he has played 
is barely over 82. So second season. But yeah, third. He ain't done enough yet. I had... Uh, be acting like this to me. I was listening to a show the other day. They were debating whether or not Zion gets to 250 career games. Wow. And right now, I would I would take the under. Wow. I, I don't I don't think that he will at this rate. I mean, he's barely played already. He can't stay healthy. He's played in eighty five games. Would you take him on your team, right now? On the Grizzlies? Yeah, I'm saying. Would you take him on your team? Not. No. He's not going to be available, and it's it's going to come with with more drama. Not, not. I don't think Zion is a diva. I'm just saying, like the whole Zion conversation would be distracting. Yeah, he can't be a detached, detached teammate. Now, pros, you know, a lot of guys got families and things like that. We're not asking you to go out and hang out like it's in college, but like, just, just, you still have to. Your team just traded for one of the best players in the NBA, you and you don't reach out. Yeah, and, and it's been like two or three weeks. That's yeah. wild. That's crazy. That is crazy. That, that's a little. That's a little bit different than asking him to hang out twenty four seven, like you just said. Facts. Facts. So Zion gets my full weight today. Be better, Zion. This is disappointing because he could he could be a, a megastar in the NBA. Good. He could be the face of the NBA. He's so exciting to watch, but seems like he's. He's really shooting himself in his own foot these days. Yep. Uh, Bobcat6 says, um, first, enjoy the show. Do you know or have any insight in uh, Drew McCoy's recruitment to the Vols? Yeah, there's no new developments. It's pretty much the same as it was for a couple weeks. There's some connections to Tennessee. Drew McCoy, Bayless Jones, a couple guys that transferred from, from USC. Um Drew McCoy has to get his case closed there at USC. Accusations was made towards him. Once that's closed, and I think Tennessee will have a great opportunity to get him and uh, him be here, hopefully in the summer and the fall. But that's that's really it as of right now. Um, Tennessee's in a good spot with him, but. He can't transfer anywhere until that case is closed. That's a rule that the NCAA made a couple years ago. So that's that's the latest, and that hasn't changed. That hasn't changed at all. Downtown Falls says Oregon and Texas are proof that money ain't everything and can't fix everything. Other McKee says Under Armour has lost a lot of money lately. They only have a few D1 schools under contract. Big Willie Styles says most of the country doesn't even see Oregon play due to the time zone and the whack Pac-12 network. That is right. Ricky B says you can't even pump your own gas in Oregon, Ben. I know, man. Why? They, you don't pump your own gas. You're not even if you want to. Why? What is the reasoning behind this? I guess it sounds kind of nice to me. I guess it allows more people to be able to have jobs. I'm good, man. I put my own gas. I got a buddy up in New Jersey and um, did combines with it. And we were in the South doing a combine. And 
he made the, the the comment about not pumping his own gas, and it was one of those record stop moments where like the song is playing and you hear this. Wait, wait, stop! Pump the brakes. What? You don't pump your own gas? That was the first time I ever heard of someone not pumping their own gas because that's what I'm used to in the South is pumping your own damn gas. So yeah, parts of New Jersey. Didn't pump their own gas. Not sure if they changed the rule, but yeah, Oregon, man, they don't, they don't pump their own gas. Well, I think we need to bring that to Tennessee. I don't want to touch these nasty, stupid gas handles. Wear a glove say, like Michael Jackson. Nah, too much. Plus, we're in the South. We like to be lazy. So, one more thing we could be lazy about. Dates from the 423 says Oregon lost to FSU in the first one. Championship? Florida State played uh, Auburn in the 03 championship. Yeah. Unless, or, you're talking about, unless you're talking about the semifinal game. Yeah, maybe that's what they're talking about. But then they I possibly, I guess. But they also lost to – didn't they lose to Cardell Jones? 12-gauge in, in the natty? In the natty. And 14 or 15? That's what Ohio State played Alabama in the semifinals, which is really the, the national championship game. And Zeke ran all over him. And Zeke, yeah, went, went crazy. And then the Oregon game was, wasn't even close for Ohio State. Darth Vall, 14, got his mind in the right place. We're over here talking about football. Darth Vall, 14, is like, the Ducks cheerleaders are fire. <laughs> yeah, we can think about that one, Darth. Uh, that's a good point. And should be uh, noted for sure. First time I've ever heard anything like that before, honestly. About the Ducks, the Ducks cheerleaders. I mean, they're, they're, they're college cheerleaders. I mean, is it really that surprising? No. At, at a major university, too. No, not surprising. ATL VFL says, is Oregon not a good fit for some of the players coming from urban areas? It's far. I mean, Oregon has been able to get players from California, but that's about to stop. I won't say stop, but it's, it's going to be more difficult. Now that Lincoln Raleigh is at USC, I think if you drop Oregon's campus somewhere closer to the Mississippi River than their powerhouse, their Ohio State, maybe Georgia or something, but too far, man. Too far. Well, hold on now. I don't think that's an accurate statement, Swaino. What? That's too far? If, if you drop Oregon in the south, or re- relative to the south, they'd be a powerhouse. That's not accurate. Because they wouldn't have the same resources if that were the case, because Phil Knight would not have gone to Oregon, because he is from Oregon. Hey, if if Phil Knight went to Oregon, the school Oregon, and Oregon was in another place, then that's what I mean. In your I, hypothetical world, Phil Knight never goes to Oregon, because he's he's from Oregon, and, and the University of Oregon is not in Oregon anymore. Whatever, dude. That's why I, I hate hypothetical questions <laughs> and statements. So silly. King Vol 300 says any word if Jawan Mitchell is staying. Uh, looks to be staying to me. He's here as of now. Looks to be staying. 865-255-03. Hour 3 is uh, coming up. 